Our text this morning comes from the Gospel of Mark, chapter 1, verses 21 through 45. You can follow along on page 7 in your bulletin. Jesus and his followers went into the Capernaum. Immediately on the Sabbath, Jesus entered the synagogue and started teaching. The people were amazed by his teaching, for he was teaching them with authority, not like the legal experts. Suddenly there in the synagogue, a person with an evil spirit screamed, What have you to do with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are. You are the Holy One from God. Silence, Jesus said, speaking harshly to the demon. Come out of him. The unclean spirit shook him and screamed, and then it came out. Everyone was shaken and questioned among themselves, what is this, And a new teaching with authority? He even commands unclean spirits, and they obey him. Right away, the news about him spread throughout the entire region of Galilee. After leaving the synagogue, Jesus, James, and John went home with Simon and Andrew. Simon's mother-in-law was in bed, sick with fever, and they told Jesus about her at once. He went to her took her by the hand and raised her up. The fever left her, and she served them. That evening at sunset, people brought to Jesus those who were sick or demon-possessed. The whole town gathered near the door. He healed many who were sick with all kinds of diseases, and he threw out many demons. But he didn't let the demons speak, because they recognized him. Early in the morning, well before sunrise, Jesus rose and went to a deserted place where he could be alone in prayer. Simon and those who with him tracked him down. When they found him, they told him, everyone is looking for you. He replied, let us head in the other direction to the nearby villages so that I can preach there too. That's why I've come. He traveled throughout Galilee, preaching in their synagogues and throwing out demons. A man with a skin disease approached Jesus, fell to his knee and begged, if you want you can make me clean. Incensed, Jesus reached out his hand, touched him, and said, I do want to be clean. Instantly, the skin disease left him. He was clean. Sternly, Jesus sent him away, saying, Don't say anything to anyone. Instead, go and show yourself to the priest and offer sacrifice for your cleansing that Moses commanded. This will be a testimony to them. Instead, he went out and started talking freely and spreading the news open so that Jesus wasn't able to enter a town openly. He remained outside in the deserted places, but the people came to him from everywhere. This is the word of God for all the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. So next month, I have to go to the eye eye doctor for an exam. I'm a little bit overdue. Every time I go, I always think it's a a bit uh, amusing of the things that I have to do. It's amusing for two reasons. The first is, of course, they have you read that eye chart. And they want you to read the tiny, tiny, tiny text. And they ask you to read this. And I think that this is somewhat hilarious because they know that I wear glasses and that I would not be here if I, didn't, if I could actually read that line. But the really weird part for me is when they put you into that apparatus with the lens. 
and they switch the lenses all the time and tell you which one is better, one or two. I don't get this at times because sometimes one and two look the same and I cannot tell the difference. So at this point, when, I, when that happens, I basically just pick a number because I don't know what else to do. And I won't really go into the whole dilation thing, which I despise. Now, I have to do this every year to make sure that my eyes are healthy, to make sure that I can see. They want to make sure that I have no problems. And the end of this is that I leave with a prescription for new doctors. I say goodbye to the doctor until the next year. It's important for us to see. It's important for us to have clear vision because sometimes when we don't have clear vision, we miss things. Things that probably we could see if we could clearly see, but because our vision is poor, we may not see it at all. So we are starting a new year. And we are also starting a new season of the church called Epiphany. This is a time of the year when we talk about Christ being revealed to the world. It begins um, regularly with the telling of the visit of the Magi who came to see the infant Jesus. And it was a sign that Jesus' message was not just in this one area in the world, but was meant for everyone. It was a global message. And it was a sense of Jesus being revealed to everyone. The theme that we have for this season is focused. Jesus, seeing Jesus revealed. And so we're going through the Gospel of Mark for the next six weeks or so, and we are going to see all the ways that Jesus is being revealed. The interesting thing, just because Jesus is being revealed does not mean everyone can see Jesus. Some people can see Jesus very clearly, and others cannot see what is in front of them. So this first chapter in Mark is a launch, basically, of Jesus' ministry. Our text opens with Jesus in Capernaum at a local synagogue. He is teaching the people, and the people are actually focused on what he is saying because he's saying something that's different from all of the other teachers that have taught there before. When, when they had taught, it was basically head knowledge. It was, it was there, but it wasn't necessarily things that connected. Jesus was speaking more from his heart. He was speaking in a way that connected with them after years of probably not being able to really see clearly, Jesus, in a sense, opened their eyes to notice things that they had not seen before. And as Jesus is speaking, as these people are enwrapped in what he's saying, they hear a scream from the back of the room. And we learn that it is a man that has been possessed by an unclean spirit. The fun th funny thing about this person is we don't know much about him. How long had he been possessed? Maybe he had been afflicted for a while. We tend to think he must have been afflicted for some time, 
and that he was an an unclean spirit. Now, the religious laws of that time said that you had to stay away from people that were considered ceremonially unclean. And so being possessed meant that you were unclean. But Jesus notices the man. Everyone else around him probably did know who he was, but they stayed away. Jesus can look, and he can look at how this, the demon has contorted his face into something that is barely recognizable as human. And Jesus hears the man speak in a voice that seems otherworldly, and that is not in a good way. What have you to do with us? The unclean spirit hissed. We know who you are. You are the Son of God, and you have come here to destroy us. Jesus can see how this spirit has taken hold of this person. Jesus knows that the force that is controlling the man is far bigger than anything that this young man could handle. And Jesus can also see the evil that is keeping the man in control has wrapped itself around him tightly. The townsfolk ignored him because, frankly, they didn't know what to do with him. They had probably tried everything that they could. It was best to just ignore him and to just keep away, to not look at this man. But Jesus sees the man. Underneath all of the possession, underneath all of the cries, underneath the contorted face, Jesus sees a man that is imprisoned and longs for freedom. And speaking forcefully, Jesus says, silence, come out of this man. And that is when the man makes a mighty yell and then crashes to the floor in a heap. After a few seconds, he regains consciousness. And he comes, he, he, Jesus helps him up from the floor. And the people are amazed. They look at this man and he looks as if he were different. The contorted face is gone. In its place is a pleasant looking face, probably smiling for the first time in a long time. The man that everyone in town tried to ignore is now someone that no one can ignore because Jesus saw this man and healed him. At the other end of this passage, Jesus encounters a man with leprosy. And I've shared this before, but usually when they talk about leprosy in the Bible, it is talking about basically what that was the word they used for any type of skin disease that someone had. And again, because if someone had any type of a disease of the skin, they were considered unclean. This man wasn't crazy. I mean, he was not contorted. He wasn't possessed by a demon. He is possessed by something else, by sickness. And because this person was unclean, he had to keep separate from the wider community because if they came in contact with him, they became ritually unclean. So he begs Jesus to heal him. And the interesting thing that we have in this text is that Jesus, it says that Jesus was incensed. 
And it seems like an odd response at first. Why was he incensed? What was making him angry? It seems a connect. It seems like odd because it should be that there. Usually, you would think that there would be either pity or com- compassion, but there is anger here. It could be very much that the anger that Jesus is feeling is for what this man has had to face, where people again tried not to look at him. Again, because he had a skin disease, they had to stay away from him. And maybe he had to, as he was praying, he did, to beg for money so that he could live. And people weren't looking at him. But Jesus is willing to be unclean so that this man might be made clean. And that is what happened. What do we see? And what do we not see? Do we see clearly? Or is our vision affected? Epiphany is the season where we see Jesus being revealed. But do we really see Jesus in our world? Do we see Jesus when we come here to worship? When we go out, do we see Jesus in action in the world? Are we searching for Jesus in the world, finding those signs of the kingdom of God? And also, do we see those who are suffering, or do we choose to ignore it? How many of us, and I know this has happened to me, I'm going to confess, you're walking down the street, or you're driving, you come to an intersection, maybe coming off an exit ramp on the freeway, and you see someone begging. How often do you either look straight ahead so that you don't have to look at them? Epiphany, as I said, is about Jesus being revealed in the world, but sometimes we choose not to see where Jesus is because where Jesus resides is where there is also suffering and mercy and misery, and Jesus comes to alleviate that. Do we want to follow Jesus? As I said, our theme this, this season is being about being focused. God is making God's self known in the world that might have forgotten God. These, next, these coming weeks, we're going to be asking the same question over and over again. Where is God making God's self known? Where is God active? And where can we as a church join in with God in, in, in ministry? Throughout this passage, throughout all of this reading today, Jesus was in action, all the time revealing himself to the people. This is a very different view of God. We want to believe that where God is, there is no misery. But Jesus turns this upside down. Where there is misery, there is Christ. As followers of Jesus, we ask again, do we expect to find God at work in the world? 
Because Epiphany is not just about revealing Jesus way back in the Bible times, but it is about revealing Jesus now in our world. And do we come to church expecting God here? And do we come to our places of work expecting and finding God? And what about in our neighborhoods, in the towns that we live in? Because God truly is at work in our world, and we must follow Jesus where Jesus is, which is usually where there is misery and there is suffering. And we come there to work to bring the good news, to free people and communities from dark and demonic forces that have a hold on people. Jesus' revelation continues throughout the book of Mark, and it goes all the way to the ultimate revelation of Jesus on the cross. I pray that as we begin this journey in Advent, I'm sorry, in Epiphany, that God will give us the eyes to really see how God is working in our world. And we pray that God gives us the strength to boldly enter the world and to be with God, working where there is misery. Thanks be to God. Amen.